Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Huga Girls Podcast. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys today. It's actually just me on the mic. Emma and I have been going back and forth trying to coordinate and it'll tie into today's episode, but life has just been hectic recently. And so we made the collective decision, you know, I'm going to do a solo episode this week. We're going to have a guest on next week and Emma's going to have a solo episode coming up real soon. So that's super exciting. But I was thinking about what to do this episode on and I kind I've gotten nervous. I'm not used to doing solo episodes anymore. And I was just thinking about conversations that I've had in my life recently with a variety of people. And I figured, why not just bring that to the show and give you guys all of the insight and all of the thoughts that I've been having recently and I know people in my life have been having too. So I'm just, I'm gonna jump right into it. I'll set the scene for you guys a little bit when I'm going home next week for Mother's Day. It's kind of gonna be a weird transitional phase for me. My parents are actually in the process of selling and or sold by the time this episode is out. My childhood home and they're moving about 45 minutes to an hour away. So not drastically different, but different enough where I'm not going to be going home to the same house. And I personally am also in the process of moving. I move early June. And so I'm just trying to get all of my ducks in a row for that. There's just a lot of transitional things happening in my life right now. And I feel like I keep having the same kind of conversation with a lot of different people. And that is just that conversation of change. And so that's what I wanted to chat to you all about today. Truthfully, I just made a bulleted list in my notes app on my phone that I'm just going to pull from because anytime I've listened to a podcast or been on the phone with someone, they've said something insightful these last couple of weeks or even like gone on Pinterest and I've seen something that really resonates with me, I've just jotted it all down into a note and that's what I'm going to share. Like I said, I've had this same slash similar conversation with a few people in my life recently and that's just that nothing lasts forever. And change is actually the only thing that is indefinite. It's the only thing that is always going to happen. And I actually was talking to my mom about this on the phone yesterday and she was talking about selling the house and she was like, it's just a little bit bittersweet. And I mean, I could not change. I could not lean into that. And I could still go out and just see the neighborhood repopulate and new families come in and raise their kids and I would still be there. So the change wouldn't be there, but it would be weird to me and I would feel out of place and even that would be sad. And I was talking to her about it and I was like, well, because that's still change. That's still going to be change in your life. Even if you're not the one initiating it, change is going to happen whether or not you want it to. And so that's the thing that I really wanted to focus on in this episode is just how nothing lasts forever. And actually, that's a really great thing. And that's what creates variety. So going off of that, I saw this quote and it really resonated with me. And that's just, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And if you do not step forward, you'll always be in the same place. And I really like this because it puts the ball in your court. If you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you do not ask, the answer is always no. And if you 
you do not step forward, you're always going to be in the same place. And those elements of change are actually what creates variety in life. So how do you do it? That's the million dollar question, the conversation that I've been having with so many people in my life recently. And I'm going to give you a really basic cheesy answer to that and that's just take things day by day and choose to embrace this season of your life because one day it's sadly just going to be a memory and it's going to be in the past. I was actually talking to my younger brother about this on the phone the other day. Can you tell that my family chats on the phone a lot but we were talking about where he is currently in this stage of life. He just finished up his freshman year of college and he's just kind of redefining what he wants his life to look like and I was telling him to take things day by day because he kept reiterating I don't know what my life's going to look like a year from now. I don't know what my life's going to look like this month. I don't know what this summer is going to look like. And I told him to take things day by day because I remember so vividly when I was living by myself in an apartment in college and I was fully single and I was having my girlfriends over all the time to watch The Bachelor and I was waking up when I wanted to and I was happy in that spot. But a piece of me during that time really just wanted the next thing. I was ready for a relationship. I was ready for someone to be serious about me that we could potentially move in together. And I kept saying, I'm not going to live with anyone ever again unless it's a boyfriend. And then that'll be great because then it's not going to be like a roommate situation, but at least I would have someone around. And I remember talking to people about this and them just saying, take it day by day, step by step, because there is going to be a day when you look back and you say, wow, I really wish I would have savored that moment more. And what's crazy about that is in the moment, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to feel that way. Eventually, I'm going to find someone and it's going to be perfect and great. And now I have. Now I'm in a very happy, healthy relationship and we're moving together early June, like I was saying. And I don't regret that for a second. I'm so happy here. But even then, there are moments where I'm like, oh, wow, like I'm not going to be able to just go and take a bath and not have to talk to anyone for the rest of the night. I'm not going to be able to just go put on a podcast and pour myself a glass of wine in the kitchen and just exist for a little bit in my own presence. Obviously, my boyfriend, I'm very thankful. It's very respectful of my alone time. And he would never be like, no, I have to be right there with you. But it's just the concept. It's just the premise. And I kind of had this oh shit moment where I was like, wow, if I end up marrying my boyfriend that I'm currently with, which there is a strong possibility of, I'll never live by myself again ever. And that's crazy. And so I look back on that year where I was living completely by myself my senior year of college. I was 150% single just doing what I wanted. And I'm like, I understand it now. And like I said, I wouldn't change anything. But it really does show that there are very specific times in life when things work out the way that they're supposed to. And it got me thinking about this analogy. And the analogy is that everyone is their own individual arrow. And all of your arrows are constantly going in all different kinds of directions. And at a certain point in time, they're going to intersect. So that can be in high school with your high school friend group. That could be in college when you're all intersecting. You have people from all over the world in one location there for the common goal of studying. And people that your lives would never necessarily cross paths otherwise are now all intersecting at this one point in time. And it's like for that moment, things pause a little bit and things just exist as they are. And when you're in that moment, you can't wait to get out of it. And from post-grad experience, and then you get out of it and all those arrows start moving in different directions again. And it's a really interesting feeling when your closest friends from college are still really close in proximity to you, but your lives are moving at different paces in different directions. And so it's a lot harder to overlap, to intersect. And then the crazy thing about these arrows is they keep moving in different directions and eventually intersect with completely different arrows. And I feel like it's a weird time 
time when you're going through change because it's kind of like the unknown of where the hell is my arrow going? Where am I intersecting next? I'm just flying through space completely by myself and I don't know what I'm doing. And that's because the mind doesn't like uncertainty. The human brain really would rather be 100% confident in something and be 150% wrong than not know an answer to something. And that's so interesting to me. And so I've really been leaning into this framework of the quote, how do things always work out for me? So I'll give you an example. You're having a really rough day at work and you didn't get to work out in the morning because you were rushed and you had a big meeting early and you were hoping to go to the grocery store after work because you needed to grab salmon for your dinner that night. You pull up to Trader Joe's and because everyone and their mother goes grocery shopping at 5 p.m. when they get off work, it's a madhouse and the parking lot is jam-packed and you end up having to park four blocks away and it's a little rainy outside and you're just like, oh, I hate this. Of course this would happen to me. I've already been having an off day. Why can't one thing go right? That's a very common mindset to have. And a lot of people, myself included, fall into that self-talk or that narrative of, oh, things don't work out for me. So when I say reframe your mind of how do things always work out for me, take that instance and say, how do things always work out for me? The universe knew that I wasn't able to get a workout in this morning, but it's really important for me to get my steps in. So it forced me to park further away so that I was able to walk. I was able to get a little movement in on my day when I'm going to go home and sit on my couch and not be able to do anything else. And I'm not in a position to push myself to go work out when I get home because I'm exhausted and I'm drained. So at least this one thing worked out for me. Like how do things always work out for me? I'll give you a different example. You have a really busy exam week at school and you've been stressed about it. You've been cramming, you've been studying, and you're just so beyond overwhelmed when thinking about this upcoming week. And then you get sick, right? It's like the cherry on top. It's the thing that really just sends you over the edge. And you're like, are you kidding me? Why do things not work out for me? I knew this would happen. Reframe that. How do things always work out for me? My body knew that I needed a break. Now I have an opportunity to not have to go out and feel as though I have to be experiencing college, quote unquote. And instead, I get to sit on my couch and make some tea and put on an eye mask and watch a movie and just take care of myself. It's like your body almost forces you to slow down. How do things always work out for me? The reason I'm going into this is because perception is everything. I remember thinking people who were in college were so old and so mature and knew so much. And somehow I expected to feel how I felt about those people when I was in that moment in time. And now I'm a year post-grad and I don't even remotely feel that way. I can tell you I didn't feel that way in college and I don't feel that way now. Perception is everything. So reframe how you think about things. How do things always work out for me? Jumping off of that, get rid of the belief that someone knows how to do it all. Imposter syndrome is a thing for a reason. A personal example for me is that whenever I'm going through anything and I don't know how to do something quote unquote adult, I call my dad. I'm like, hey dad, how do I request a quote from the painters for our new house? How do I file taxes? How do I switch my license plate from South Carolina to Colorado? I don't know how to do that. And my assumption with calling him is that he knows how to do it. My assumption is the belief that he already knows how to do it all. When yes, in reality, he probably does know how to do some things a little bit different than me, but he hasn't changed his tags from South Carolina to Colorado since the 90s. So much has changed since then. 
yeah, he knows how to request a quote from a painter, but he doesn't live in Denver. He doesn't know any painters in the area. And it's just one of those things where you almost put people up on a pedestal and think, oh, if I were just at that age or at that point in time, or if I had that experience, I would know how to do that thing. And at the end of the day, you end up being there and you still don't know what you're doing. I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually, and it was a mom who was talking and she was saying how she had an oh shit moment where she was like, oh my gosh, I have a child. I literally like, I feel like I should still be a child. And yet I'm the one taking care of this person. And it's not like once you become a mom, once you graduate college, once you get your first corporate job, that you know how to do everything all of a sudden. It comes with experience and it comes with opportunities and it comes with having the right mindset. So going back to perception, aside from asking yourself, how do things always work out for me? The notion or the mantra of it's safe to change is such a powerful one. We often feel like it's not safe to change because we don't like the thought of letting go of old habits or old beliefs or thought patterns old friendships, old jobs, old hobbies, kind of the list could go on and on and on. But the reason we don't like letting go of those things is because we don't know who we will be if we do. And going back to earlier, like I was saying, we as humans don't like not knowing. We would rather feel as though we know the answer, even though it's 100% wrong. So the mantra of it's safe to change is such a powerful one. And knowing that it's safe to change, that everyone in your life is changing and everyone's arrows are going in different directions is actually a really comforting thing. So when you change, you're usually pushed outside of your comfort zone. And myself, for example, I've been really struggling to socialize outside of my work environment. And a lot of that I've attributed to kind of the, oh, woe is me. My best friends have all moved away from Denver and we're all so busy. And my couple friends who are still here live so far away and blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, like, yes, that's true. But also, how do things always work out for me? How did I get so lucky that I now have space in my life to welcome new friendships and new people in? How do things always work out for me? Now I have the opportunity to push myself and to grow and to cultivate my own change. So that leads me to kind of my last point is putting yourself out there. You have nothing to lose. In worst case, you'll get a good story out of it. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but a couple of summers ago, me and my three closest friends were downtown at a rooftop bar. And I saw this guy. I was fully single at the time. And he was kind of looking over the bar. And it was super packed, but it was a sit-down outdoor patio, right? And I was like, ooh, he's kind of cute. And my one friend was like, Maddie, you should go ask for his number. And I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. So instead, I was like, I'll just ask him to come sit with us. So I walked over to the guy and I was like, hey, are you guys looking for a table? Because he was with another guy and they were kind of looking around the restaurant and just looking a little confused. And for context, I was wearing a black dress and white sneakers. And I was like, because you could come sit over here if you want, like trying to be cute and fun and flirty. And he looks at me and then looks at the table of my friends and looks back at me and was like, oh, no, we're good. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, she just got rejected. I was feeling humbled. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. So I walked over and I sat back down with my friends and I were like, I was like, he was absolutely not even remotely interested. And we were getting up to leave like a half an hour later. They're, They're still standing by themselves. And he comes over to me and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were a waiter. And I was kind of like, what? And sure enough, I looked around and everyone working at that restaurant was wearing all black and white sneakers. So he literally thought that I was inviting him to a table with other people. And he was like, why would I go sit there? 
And he was like, but I would love to join now. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're leaving. And he was like, oh, okay, I understand. I understand. So we're walking out the door and my friend was like, no, you need to go give him your number. I was like, you know what? You're right. I do. I'm going to put myself out there. I have nothing to lose, right? So I walk back over to him and his brother and they actually ended up taking the table that we had left from. And I sat down in front of him and I said, okay, I have a quick question for you. And he's probably like, who the hell is this girl? What is she doing? And I was like, are you single? And he was like, yeah. Didn't know his name, didn't know his age, didn't know anything about him. I said, okay, I'm going to give you my number. And he said, okay, that sounds good. And I gave it to him and he looked at me and I said, okay, it was great to meet you. Now use it. And I walked up and I got up and I walked away. I don't know where that confidence came from. I seriously attribute it to my best friend who was there with me and was like, come on, you have to go. You got it. You got it. But I ended up going on a date with him. It was hands down the worst date I've ever been on. That's a story for another time. But point being, you have to put yourself out there. You have nothing to lose. And worst case scenario, you get a good story out of it. And so I feel like especially in a point in life when change is omnipresent around you, you really have to lean into embracing that discomfort and putting yourself out there. I was so nervous about joining a Facebook group for the Denver area of a lot of like girls who are around my age who are trying to meet friends because I was like, I've been here for five years. They're all going to look at me and they're going to be like, what the hell? Like, why is she on this app or why is she on this Facebook group? Because she's been here. Does this girl not have friends? Can she not keep friends? Is that a red flag? And I kind of started overthinking it and getting in my head about it. It. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go and I'm going to post and I'm going to say, hey, I've been in the Denver area. I recently graduated and I'm about a year post-grad now and I'm looking to meet new people. And if people want to get to know me, they'll later find out I had a great friend group and everyone has since moved away. Or if they don't want to get to know me in the first place, that's completely okay. But I can't feel as though putting myself out there is going to put me in this bad situation because truthfully it's not and actually I was talking to one of my best friends about it the same friend who was in the rooftop bar date story actually and she was talking to me and she was like actually Maddie I feel like that would be really great because when I moved to a new city it was great it would have been great to have someone here who already knew the area who already knew good coffee shops and bars and restaurants and parks and ways to be social. And I was like, oh, so again, it goes back to reframing your perception of something and saying, I can actually be an asset to those people as much as they are an asset to me. And we could actually balance each other out and we could have a symbiotic relationship where we're both kind of getting the best out of this. So I'll get off my soapbox now, but I just wanted to talk to you guys about that because it's a conversation that I've been having with a lot of people in my life recently. And even if there's one person out there who actually needed to hear that today, I hope that this helped you. We're all in this together at the end of the day. And I often find myself feeling freaked out or anxious about change or about the unknown. And I really loved this framework and I really loved the mindset of how do things always work out for me. So I hope that it was helpful to you guys as well. I know that this was probably a little bit of a shorter episode, especially because Emma and I aren't bantering back and forth. But I really appreciate you guys tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to go follow us on Instagram at Girls Podcast. That is H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. Emma and I, like I said, are going to be physically together next week in Charleston. So I'm so excited to be reunited with her. We have season six content coming soon and we have another episode coming up next Monday with a really exciting guest. So be sure to tune in. I hope that you guys are having a lovely Monday and remember, if you're not, there's a way to turn it around. Things always 
always work out for you. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay hygge. Bye, everyone. Oh,